live from Sepp Blatter's underground vault of money, jewels, and virgins, it's the Vocal Minority Podcast! Welcome to another episode of the Vocal Minority Podcast. Once again, we are back with another frivolity-filled episode, we hope, with a look back to TFC's last two matches, but more importantly, we look forward to that most wonderful of events, the World Cup. Yay! Sorry, they're not nearly as excited as I am. But it's time for you to get out your waving flags, and if you don't have a car, feel free to attach one to your backpack, purse, or satchel, and proclaim your love for that one special country that you probably only pay attention to, once every four years. Or two if you're Portuguese. <laughs> and be prepared to throw down about your team's chances. Don't tell him that England doesn't have the foodie chops, literally, to stand up to some of those other countries or he'll shake his cane at you while simultaneously trying to open a packet of prawn crisps. He is the managing editor... Prawn cocktail. I, I apologize. Seabrook prawn cocktail. I'm sorry. Made with love from Yorkshire. Yes. He is the managing editor and writer for Waking the Red, Mr. Duncan Fletcher. Hello. <laughs> With so many kits to look at, he has trouble remembering to actually watch the game, so distracted does he get by sketching and plotting future kits for the VMP crew. He is the creator of the awesome TFC Retro Kit and match reporter for the Yorkies, it's Mark Hinckley. Love does have the world in motion. During the World Cup, he spends all of his time in a vexillology-induced state of bliss as he ponders the merits of each country's flag. He is the managing editor and writer for the Yorkies, Tony Walsh. Get goza. <laughs> and at this time of year, I spend the entire tournament pointlessly trying to convince others that I've been cheering for Spain since I was a kid, and not because of their sublime play. I am one of the writers of Words for Waking the Red, and your host, Kristen Knowles. Bandwagon. <laughs> so why have you been spotting Spain all this time? Because my aunt lived in Spain when I was little, and so I'm used to writing to people and talking about Spain since I was a kid. Mm. Once she had an mm. aunt from Spain, <laughs> now she's on the bandwagon. <laughs> oh, now God she likes on. to wave the flag. Do you see any Spanish flags, Red? You may have sent them all to your aunt. There's tortillas here. <laughs> oh, it's true. Royalties, Lord, it looked good on me. Married in silk in the royal blue, or going nuclear free, or playing broken, no, with the princess of Monaco. Telling my jokes to the OPEC leaders. Bye bye, Voyager's Cup. Bye bye to the CCL. Well, it wasn't meant to be this year, as a lackluster performance through much of the game was further hindered by the non existent midfield, and even throwing pretty much every attacking player they had, or pretend to have, at the impact, at the end, could not get the needed goals. Thoughts, gentlemen, or do you just want to pretend it never happened and move on? Um, you pretty much nailed it there, I think. <laughs> it wasn't a bad squad to put out, but they did nothing once they were out there, did they? And I guess a sorry shot doesn't hit the post for talking differently, but we didn't deserve better than we got. Mm, true. The lineup was okay. To use a bad analogy, he put out a cheap sports car. A Toyota Celica, something like that. And then decided to go off-roading, as far as tactics go. Didn't have the team to play the style he wants. You know, this blunt object style. He put out Defoe, he got no service. He wanted to play the same style he played in the, the first leg. It was useless. And was matched also by what seemed to be a lot of apathy on the pitch. Uh, I No, I was, I was actually quite pleased with the lineup, considering mm -hmm. um, all of you thought... 
he was not going to put out anything remotely close to that. Sure, I was sort of pleased when it uh, came up on Twitter. But, oh, there's the lineup. Exactly. And then minute one. <laughs> However, exactly. The only part of this game that was any fun to watch, sort of in a, okay, if we throw every single player forward, maybe something will happen, mm-hmm. was about the last 20 minutes. The rest of the game was just a boring morass of mindlessness and no, no forward thinking, no thinking at all, actually. I look at the last 20 minutes as part of a whole of both legs. And so that being one-sixth of the final, if you will. And the frustrating part for me is if he could have used a bit of that throw everything at them for 20 minutes in the first leg, just a little bit, the second leg would have been an afterthought. They could have gone in and used the B squad. They would have, the, the team that faced them in the first leg, Montreal, was on the ropes. They could have put them away. Second leg would have been... No worries. But, you know, he decided yeah. to play very timid in the first uh, leg and, as we've said over and over, got what they deserved. Yeah. I basically said that. That was sort of fun to watch, but where was, where the hell was that for the rest of the tournament? Yeah. Uh, does anyone have a man of the match for that game? Daniel Henry. Made a lot of good tackles. He was Actually, very much playing right on the edge, a lot of them in the penalty area, but... Yeah. These, uh, this time he, he did it very, very well. Everything came off, and you know, that's good Daniel Henry. It's everything that made that a good Daniel Henry performance is what leads to the occasional... For goodness! ...that we, you know, that we don't like to see, but yeah, that particular day worked very well. Yeah, uh, Henry was cleaning up the back. It was, it was unbelievable that um, he was taking out anybody that was coming near him. Uh, he had a... I believe there was a one-on-one with uh, DeVaio, and he just shut him right down. He That shouldn't happen. If DeVaio is half as good as his resume indicates, and Henry is as new as his age indicates, that should he should have been beaten and undressed a hundred times over, but Henry closed him down like a seasoned pro. That was phenomenal. But he was about the only bright spot that I could see. I said Colleen Warner didn't look too bad. Didn't put a foot wrong all night. You're right. He was he was absolutely 100%. Error Zero free. errors, yeah. Mm. No giveaways, no missed uh, no missed tackles. Good on you, Colleen. Yeah. Not one missed pass. Like, nope. Yeah. He occupied that seat. Uh, mm-hmm. yeah. Daniel Henry, I actually didn't have anybody. I had actually sort of forgotten what a strong game Daniel Henry had uh, and, and exactly how impressive he was in terms of managing back there and he did some yeah, some very nicely timed tackles mm-hmm. which as you said, Duncan, normally would make you go, oh, dear gods. Mm-hmm. Uh, talking of Colin Warner, to go back to that, uh, Issy nakajima Ferran had a very strong game, like post-game selfies and celebrations. He was everywhere, so well done, Issy. Was, was there a lot of duck face in there? <laughs> I didn't notice duck face. Okay, but, uh, it's okay. And, uh, That's good. That's good. Just just makes it easier I to I swear watch. he did change mm-hmm. into a Montreal kit, though, to just to cement his status as the John Terry of the MLS. Mm-hmm. Okay. Go to the match. The rest of the team. Ryan Nelson. <laughs> Led by Kyle Becker. <laughs> there we go. Because I loves me a pylon. <laughs> <laughs> That's pylon and pylon. Clever. Is Marco Vela's back? Um, yeah, I can't really disagree with that. There's you know, no one that really stood out as absolutely terrible, but Kyle Becker. I feel like he should be the one that's making things happen and you know, driving the team forward, being the creative guy, and he just isn't. Like with Ashton Morgan in that first leg, there's a guy who has to fight for his spot now, and he had a hell of a performance. Becker's had 
four or five games now? Have the entire season? No, no. I mean, as the no, I'm talking about non Bradley games. <laughs> okay, non Bradley games because Bradley's the engine. Becker is a support guy. Sure, whatever. Why not? But as the guy in the center of the pitch, he's had about four matches, and he's half impressed me on one occasion. That's it. So, mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe maybe Wilmington's a nice place. I hear Ottawa's <laughs> lovely. Um, I don't know if he's. I don't think he's ready for prime time. All right. Well, and we'll just touch on this really quickly, with a little time to sort of look forward to the rest of the season. Are any of you even remotely okay with the fact that uh, they've lost the Voyager's Cup? No. I'm very bitter still, because I'm a bitter, angry person. You? Yes. Never. Uh, that's his job. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. He's a grumpy old man. Oh, there's a difference between grumpy and bitter. Waldorf and Stadler. <laughs> yes. It's like a northern-southern thing. My mm-hmm. apologies, Duncan. Yeah. I'm two, sorry. Two angry sides of the same bitter coin. With the Grumble mm-hmm. Brothers. <laughs> Please continue. Um... You know, a lot of people are saying, oh, it doesn't matter. You know, we don't need to be in CONCACAF CCL. That would just take our eye off the ball for the, the playoffs, which is the most important thing ever invented for TFC. But to me, it's like, well, win the cup, get to CONCACAF. If you don't want to be there, for goodness! around when you're there, put your B squad out there, at least get this cup. Never bend over for your arch rival in a cup final. It just, that doesn't make any kind of winning mentality for the club. I don't think they bent over for them. I though. think they bent. I, I they, well, mm. they they were in a they were in a good squat. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, there was, there was there was a nice table yeah. in the room. Is what yeah, they, they had hands on the table and were in a good knee bent formation. <laughs> to be fair, it kind of felt like they were both bending over, expecting one to do the other, but it didn't happen. There's a <laughs> there's an app for that. Oh, I'm pretty sure. I think it, I, to, to get back to the whole, you know, that's their rival. That's a hell of a point. But this just goes back to the whole notion that. This is clearly a B Cup, and it's and it's unfair. It's unfair that it's a B Cup because it's supposed to be national championship. It's supposed to be our FA Cup. It's supposed to mean something. It's what what I say. What'd you do? No, I just was thinking of Mitsu. That's a C at least. I know. That's <laughs> that. <laughs> and was that like fifteen minutes in there? We I had it's a, a Mitsu. I had a Mitsu coming up anyway, so it's fine. <laughs> um, <laughs> I've had a few this week. And then maybe later. Oh, <laughs> nice. Um, Actually, Kristen started it with the whole bye-bye Voyager. Oh, yeah, she did. I know. I was, yeah. always started laughing at B-cups. Yes, true. <laughs> like, come on. How can you not? Or you were laughing at women Fine. with B-cups. Um, would you say a B-cups? Well, there's that too. <laughs> Poor things. Duncan, do you have anything to add to this um, very... Uh... <laughs> I think it pretty much covered it all. I definitely liked it. If we could win the Voyager's Cup and then somehow not have to compete in the CCL, I'd... Probably be my preferred option at this stage, but uh, yeah, yeah. All right. It is what it is. So that brings the. the we're going to wrap up the Voyager's Cup in Montreal for now. I'm sure this will come up again because we do like to argue about this and it makes most of us fairly angry. And uh, I'm sorry, boys, you are going to have to wait at least a good four or five weeks for your next Me Too fix. <laughs> All right. Mitsu never goes away. It's called YouTube. Sorry. She Until you get home. Mitsu uh, lives on in our spirits and our musical hearts and our dreams. I'm in my cash on my computer. Bye <laughs> 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 bye. This segment. <laughs> now on to other things. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
to wait until July to play catch up with the rest of the league and make up those tasty games in hand. Until then, other teams are just going to keep on playing. And here to tell us what those teams did is Duncan with this week's wins and losses. Duncan? Thanks, Tony. Uh, once again, the biggest winner, the most highest scoring, most entertaining game of the weekend featured Vancouver, this time in Philadelphia. It's always a bit depressing to watch them and compare it to Toronto. And thus, we come to our first installment of Shit My Dad Says. Uh, he's over here on vacation. We went to the TFC game, and after marveling at just how invisible TFC seemed to make Defoe, he was enamored first with just how easily Vancouver managed to regularly find Eric Hurtado in space. Just, oh, look at that pass they're making to him. Why couldn't Toronto do that? All that sort of thing. Uh, Hurtado scored the first, set up the second. 2-0 Whitecaps up the half. Uh, my dad was also impressed at the other end in that first half with Connor Casey. Yeah, he's just a big donkey, but he's involved, isn't he? They're getting him the ball. Is there audio of this? Because I want to hear it now. I want, I want a goalkeeper's kit that says big donkey. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, Connor Casey was very involved. He scored twice as uh, Philly raced to a 3-2 lead in the second half. Uh, sadly, for all concerned, Darren Maddox won a penalty that was taken horribly by Pedro Morales. Uh, the goalie dived the right way, but it was so, struck so poorly, it actually bounced before it got to the goal line and bounced over Zach McMath's arm. Damn. Uh, a very fortunate point for the Whitecaps, now unbeaten in seven, despite giving up multiple goals in six of those seven. Uh, that led equaliser, however, was apparently the final straw, and thus we finally have a winner in the MLS 2014 sack race. Hang your head in shame, Clopas and Saputo, as Philly's John Hackworth takes the checkered flag. Assistant coach Jim Curtin takes over as interim manager. It's In fact, curtains. you might say it's curtains for Hackworth. <laughs> hey. Philadelphia Union CEO Nick Sakovich said in a club <laughs> statement. <laughs> really? That's his name. I have no idea how to pronounce it. But it is Sakovich. <laughs> from here on, it's Sakovich. Sakovich. Jobs never safe with Sakovich. Sakovich. Let's just stick with Sakovich. You must be right the first time. Absolutely. Anyway, Philadelphia Union CEO Nick Sakovich said in a club statement, We are a very ambitious club, and although we're just in our fifth season, we expect to win and be in the top tier of MLS. Today we will begin a serious global search for a team manager who will help guide us to our goal of competing to win the MLS Cup. Philadelphia is a major market, and we expect that there will be significant interest from a wide variety of qualified candidates to become Philadelphia Union's team manager. Yes, Mark Hinkley. Was there an asterisk next to that phrase, global search, as in uh, global search equals greater Philadelphia metro area? I think so. Okay, just yeah, checking. Yeah. Kristen Knowles. We're fresh princes in interview. <laughs> um, I don't think that's, that's in Bel-Air. That's way on the short list. Mm. <laughs> Jazzy, He's Jazzy Jeffs. Away. He's already moved away. Mm. Mm. Nice. Jazzy Jeffs still in town. He should go after Mickey, Rocky's coach. <laughs> no shot, Union. No <laughs> shot. <laughs> <laughs> he was also the penguin. penguin yeah, that's right. I that. <laughs> anyway, um, best of luck with that uh, job search, Nick. And as for Hackworth, I bet you're not so happy that you got to see London Donovan score all those historic goals past you now, are you, John? Anyway, uh, plenty of other high-scoring games in MLS this week. Top of the league, Seattle beat bottom of the East, Chicago 3-2. Oscar Parejas, Dallas beat... His old team, Colorado, 3-2. Yeah. Their first win in nine. And uh, Portland also beat Real Salt Lake 3-1. Hey! Uh, like RSL that. have now lost two straight. 
as have Eastern Conference leaders New England Revolution, who've gone back to being goal shy, suffering a second straight 2-0 defeat, this time against New York. Uh, highlight of the weekend, though, one of the best things that can ever happen in football, uh, happened when DC took on Columbus. Fabian Espindola, he's been great for DC so far, and he had a chance to win the game, 0-0, in injury time, 96th minute, penalty! Espindola decided to go for the lazy, arrogant, effortlessly cool chip down the middle, and here's Columbus goalie Steve Clark to finish the story. I felt like I knew he was going to go there, and I had my cues, so I just waited him out. I didn't care if he was going to score, I was going to wait up the middle. When he hit it there, I was just like, oh my god, he hit it up the middle, and I caught it. <laughs> yes, that's right, a save Penenka. There's nothing better. This play-by-play -play brought to you by Reading Rainbow. Yes. <laughs> god, nice, uh, nice descriptions. There's, uh, there's no way a footballer can possibly look more stupid than when he tries a Penenka and the goalie just stands there and catches it. I, I know, but that goalie's never going to be a pundit oh, with no. that kind of language. I love Steve Clark's Yorkshire accent, too. <laughs> yes. It's charming. Yes. So I can enjoy practically everything about that, uh, including the fact that even with that serve, Columbus still have just one win in their last 12 games. Hey. So good luck with that, Alvaro Ray. <laughs> and uh, that's your MLS wins and losses this week. Back to you, Tony. Thanks, Duncan. the World Cup break, they had the home crowd shaken but not necessarily stirred against the San Jose Earthquakes. It was another ugly win, but a win. Plus a clean sheet and a win at BMO against uh, San Jose for the first time ever. So we have to celebrate, don't we? I just can't get enough. <laughs> Put it on loop. Yes. Yes. No, yeah, As yeah. they did over and over again. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. Um, with them missing all their star power, I know it's a good win, but... Uh, I almost feel there should be an asterisk next to it. Oh, a win is a win. I'm just saying, if, if we're if we're looking for, you know, the, the the changing of guard or the overthrowing of a tyranny, um, we beat up their Salvation Army. So like, whatever. Sure, but look at what TFC was missing. Bradley and more parts of the midfield and new players who hadn't played before. Mm. I don't know. I. I... Eh. Yes, missing Wando is a big deal, but TFC last year wouldn't have won that game. Aliquam consequat non amstantibus. Latin for results despite performance. <laughs> well, oh, let that be on the badge. Yes, and Ryan Nelson, he has some serious horseshoes going on right now. He's getting results that on any other day against any other squad, yeah. he wouldn't be getting. Agreed. He keeps bumping into these teams who are playing really poorly, like San Jose, Columbus. Mm -hmm. But what you said, this time last year, they're not getting three points from that match. So maybe we have to suck it up, and this is what 2014 is about. Learning to walk before they can run. I still can't see him being able to make them run. I think this is the height of his tactical powers. But what can we say? Three points where we wouldn't have got three points before. It's really hard to be a naysayer as much as I want to be because the football is so... Forgoodness! Ugly. 
I very much agree, but to be the, the Lord's advocate uh, here, I mean, what, what chances did San Jose have apart from a few scrambling little bits in the 10 minutes? We played a very solid defensive game, and two other points. Nelson, after the game, one, you know, he was talking about, yes, this is, they're just trying to be hard to beat right now. If Lewicki's asking, why can't we be great right now, Nelson's just concerned with being good. And he himself did say, yeah, we're not playing well right now. He does at least seem to acknowledge that we should be looking better. So, this is yeah. the man who said the Montreal performance was really good. True. So, but I hear you, and and I agree, and it goes back to what I said about maybe we have to just suck it up right now. We have to accept them learning to win, even if it's win ugly, before we can win mm-hmm. pretty. But maybe for the best. And one more point to that, and that. Yeah, it isn't pretty to watch right now. In fact, most of the times it's downright painful. But just remember the last time we tried to have beautiful football here. And look what happened. Right now, I'll take winning ugly. Yeah. 19 points from 11 games. Second best points per game average in the league. It it doesn't make any sense at all. I know. But But it sounds really really ungrateful to complain about it after what we've lived through for nearly a decade. But I don't know. I think it's a fair gripe only because... I just think with the expectation of it being pretty football and there isn't pretty football, then it's more like, what the hell? So, mm-hmm. it's, it's, a, it's a fair... You, you like, can't help but feel we should be doing better than this. Yeah, but, like, but we yeah. sure could be doing worse. Oh, True. that's... Yeah. Yeah, that's mm. Got that down on lock. You don't care? Your style over points? Or you just want the points no matter what? I just want the points right now. I, I really don't care. You get them winning... And get them more consistently winning, so they're on some sort of what's what's the streak right now? If we call it a streak, uh, currently four games unbeaten. Right, ten points from those four games, all sons Bradley. Since he was the problem, since Bradley left. See, there we go. Cancer in the Jets. I'm not saying I don't want them to play better football. I, I want them to play. I want it to look better. I want it to have a logical plan. But if it means right now, while they're still figuring each other out. Uh, and again, how often have they had their first choice team play together? Oh, but who? Uh, no, 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 we no, haven't no. played any other club who's had their first choice sure we have. team, except maybe Seattle in the first. When we were. To, to be fair, yeah, the, those go? first five or six games were all against good teams yeah. or teams very much in form. Yeah. I think the last three or four games, we've that's gone back the other way. We've got a lot of injury riddled teams and teams that are just playing like Sanchez. So it's balanced out. Yeah. I'm well, in no way saying this is a fantastic team or that Ryan Nelson is the, Ryan Nelson is the coach of the year. Well, you kind of are. No, I'm not. <laughs> well, you took, you took that bet. Oh, no, I didn't take that. Did I say he was going to win coach of the year? I, I was pretty sure that's what you you Yeah, I'm on. pretty sure I didn't. Uh, I said he was going to have his job until the end of the season. Thank you very much. Yeah, I don't know. I just can't help but feel that this style has a shelf life that is going to come up to bite them eventually. eventually you're going to get yeah. found out. It may be that Ryan Nelson's what we need right now. He can build as a steady base, but then we have to get rid of him and get in somebody else to... We're using to him? take us to the next step. How rude. Yeah, maybe. All right. Maybe Moving he's a on. genius. Who knows? Moving on, yes. All right. The game... Again, it was ugly. We've already said that. So let's just get to some individual performances then. Uh, I wanted, I'm curious to know if man of the match is by acclamation. It rarely is. Every time I think we're all going to have the same man of the match, someone throws out some random name. Dero! Homer. Uh, Duncan. Um, I will go with Daniel Henry again. And this is the second installment of Shit My Dad Says. Uh, Love this show. <laughs> Got it on Netflix. 
It's the best. I watch it in subtitles. Nice. <laughs> and oh, I really like that number 15. He's really strong, isn't he? He's really decisive. He just goes at them. And that's exactly what he does. And again, much like the Montreal game, it all worked out very well. So you again, Daniel Henry. Good week. In fairness, your father called me a filthy southerner within about 10 minutes. <laughs> again. <laughs> to be fair. That's my favorite part of the match. <laughs> was accurate. I went with who you thought was going to be the consensus in Nick Hagland. Hey, maturing at a very admirable pace and taking on a lot of responsibility. Looking like uh, one of the better draft picks we've had in a long time. Yeah, I went with the, I'm on the Hagland, uh, Hagland boat as well. Uh, he was everywhere. Uh, he looked composed. Uh, he was attacking. He had a couple good crosses. It was pretty dynamic stuff. I was, I was quite impressed. Yeah, I, I did have Hagland, so uh, I just... He was. He was. I actually was very surprised and almost felt bad for him that he didn't get a goal. So hard was he trying to score a goal. That's not his job. <laughs> but apparently it is because he was up there all the time, but doing good things uh, and causing lots of trouble. But yeah, playing with a ton of maturity. It's so, so, so early, but early his, season. His first game was shaky. Year. His first game was shaky, and I think it was a game against uh, uh, one of the ones against Montreal um, where he was caught out of position a lot and mm-hmm. just he looked like deer in a headlights he yeah. just didn't know what to do but I'll take those lapses if this is what we still keep quick shout outs to Mac Bloom shifting over to the left yes. still looking very good and also uh, Colin Warner yeah yeah, yeah absolutely yeah. Mm-hmm. very good game for yeah. him excellent I, I'm actually quite enjoying him Colleen Colleen come on Colleen um, go to the match this is a bit of a strange one in a clean sheet, but I'm going to choose Joe Bendick for his addiction to 45 degree angle. His drunken play. Uh, Those were goal some kicks. pretty dodgy clearances. He he had a funny game. He was he was uh, strange on back passes where he was like juggling the ball in the goal mouth, and but yeah, the clearances. What... At least four clearances and at least another half dozen that went straight back into San Jose's possession. I know I know the incident you're talking about, and I would. I would love to know what he what he actually was going on in his mind because that looked that didn't look like him trying to play around. I think he legitimately. I think we I think things. we know what was going on in his mind. Julio Cesar's tiny towel. Oh, <laughs> that, that would distract the shit out of me. <laughs> <laughs> won't be able to kick straight for a week. What? <laughs> um, I am going to go with Kyle Becker. And uh, once again, the third installment of Shit My Dad Says. Oh, God, this is the best show ever. <laughs> and uh, he was on Beck, he was like, well, he's doing nothing, is he, that number eight? He just makes these little short passes where the only option they've got is to pass it backwards to him. There's no incisiveness. There's, there's, he's not creating any danger. He's not causing them any problems. That was 15 minutes in. Nailed it. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm going to pile on with the obvious Becker for strictly being invisible. <laughs> So yeah, that, and also, that, what was with Dan Lovitz? Oh my god, he just put in ten seconds. Jeez, lazy, lazy. Did, did he even have one good pass? No, I saw one, did one he have shot. one bad I saw pass? Nothing did did he even touch the ball? I, I don't think he did. I, that was an effortless. Zero. That was an effortless performance. Could by get Dan Lovitz. Yeah, yeah, no effort. <laughs> That's a shitty concussion joke, really. <laughs> what? Think about it. He can't. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> We've covered concussions, <laughs> chemotherapy. His vision just wasn't in there. <laughs> we are and good on and good on Nelson for identifying that quickly. Line crossed again. Yes. Keep drawing that line. We're just gonna keep crossing. Pushing it back. You don't want us Pushing to cross lines. Back. Stop drawing them. The line is actually outside the VMP studio now. We have to. Um, I, I'm just very going to quickly agree with everyone. Well, not everyone, but Tony. Although, I do like your pick because, yeah, I swear Joe Benedict was hungover or drunk or high. It's or... from that pre-match video where he tells us not to drink and his eyes are all over the place. <laughs> don't hey, if you're going to drink yeah. like me, don't get in a car or whatever. Okay, guys? Hey. Friends don't let friends yeah. goal keep. What? <laughs> friends don't let friends take goal kicks. <laughs> but as I, uh, yeah, I'm sticking with my, with Becker, as usual. So our step over quotient went down, but our terrible hairstyle quotient went way, way, way up. As we said, uh, adio to Alvaro Rey, and hey there, would you like a slice to Dominic Oduro? <laughs> Is that Ghanaian? Yeah. Yes. Mm. That's the traditional, uh, Southern Ghanaian. dialect. <laughs> I'm gonna go to Tony first with this, because, for your reaction of, uh, I'm, I'm assuming outright joy at the... Uh, you know, goodbye overpaid Spanish Liga 2 relegation fodder. Don't hold back. <laughs> Hello, overpaid MLS veteran who we won't see this time next year, probably. As you said, much like a, like a wedding toast. <laughs> what we lost in stepovers, we gained in a green card. There you yeah, go. Your national slot, that's true. Hooray. Yeah, I don't think either player is anything great. I think it's probably win-win for both teams and both players. I think Ray will probably fit in better with what Columbus is trying to do and Oduro will fit in better with what Nelson's trying to get TFC to do. So I think it will improve the team right now. But the part of me that thinks that Nelson's just waiting to get enough players who can pass it around and look okay... And then he'd introduce that style. That part of me died a little because it realized, yeah, no, he's not trying for that at all, is he? Um, so, yeah, short term, yay, long term, uh. I'm not going to miss Ray all that much. Um, Arduro at least offers an, uh, a different tool set uh, to what TFC kind of lacks, and that's just raw speed. <clears throat> and maybe, maybe it'll work out, maybe it won't, but it's worth a try given that we've got a yeah. bunch of midfield guys who kind of do what Ray does anyway. So. It should work well with counter-attacks and long balls. Him and which ja- is, yeah, which is perfect. Which Him is and Jackson's a, a fast duo. Mm. Yeah, that's pretty much I think it's nice to have a little speed out there and plus, hoping that we get the, uh, sort of that echo effect Oduro at a new team. Oh yeah, he loves showing up and doing awesome. And then having a long nap. Right. <laughs> but we get, we get the awesome part for the rest of the season. We say goodbye to him. Does his doing awesome bit last longer than three weeks? Otherwise, this is really bad timing. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to peek on the, the match back against New York. And... <laughs> Excellent. Hey everybody, it's Bitchy Blanks. Oh, no one's buying that action. Let's <laughs> do it. Hey everybody, it's Bitchy Blanks! Colombia versus Colombia!
Maroon World Cup Final. I'm calling it. Welcome to the sensation that's sweeping the iTunes TFC podcasting nation, which is just really a semi-autonomous state that isn't recognized by anyone except us in Sweden. Don't recognize anybody. The winner from last week was, is DW from the Waking the Red posting, and he put, Defoe said to Hodgson, what the hell's a Jules Rimet trophy? I just won the Trillium Cup. You losers will be lucky to get out of the group. Really, would have liked some time on Copacabana Beach, though. Solid. Sounds like sounds like Defoe. Yeah, no, it's, I, he, he especially nailed, the beach part. Yeah, he really brought it back home with the Copacabana. Yeah, absolutely. Let us now sample the panel with their suggestions. Kristen, how about it? Uh, what did I have? I had Jermaine Defoe was so thrilled to have won the Slam Cup that he immediately called Roy and said, "I only need to score two goals to get this. What the hell is your problem?" Nice. Good question. That's yeah. that's, mm-hmm. that's some hard hitting stats right there. Duncan. Jermaine Defoe called Roy Hodges and said, Roy, if they're giving out trophies for winning the game, I don't like it here. Can I come and play for you? I want to play for you. <laughs> Had a bit of a meltdown. Nice. Mm, nice. Sounds, sounds... Unfamiliar trophy, win- trophy winning, yes. <laughs> yeah. Tony. Jermaine Defoe called Roy, bit of a dramatic silence, said, eight girls, one cup. Hung up the phone. <laughs> Nice. Life is good in Toronto. Yeah, it's pretty good. Uh, mine was kind of sort of along the same lines, but not even not exactly. I go, uh, I put Jermaine Defoe immediately called Roy and said, by the end of July, I'll lifted more cups than you, mate. Not just the usual C's and D's that I'm used to all the time, bruv. Hey! Boobs! Who doesn't like a good boob joke? Mitsu. <laughs> It's true, she doesn't. No, she, no she's, she's really serious about <laughs> Such that. Such a killjoy when it comes to boobs. This week's bitchy blank... I don't know why my voice did that. Let's try it again. <laughs> I liked it. This week's bitchy blank is guitar is possibly about to lose the 2022 World Cup. So the CSA gets together and decides to use blank as their bribe offering to Sep. Spoiler alert, I already have the winner. <laughs> Spoiler... Mitsu. <laughs> Be a part of the madness. Message us on the Twitters at Vocal Minority Pod, B-O-C-L, Minority Pod, and or use that hashtag BitchyBlanks. Or you can leave your response at wakingthebed.com or at vocalminoritypod.blogspot.ca. And the more you play, the more you win. Our respect. Mm-hmm. Priceless. Don't be a cock! <laughs> Back to you, Tony. Thanks, Mark. Got to hold and give, but do it at the right time. You can be slow or fast, but you must get to the line. They'll always hit you and hurt you. Defend and attack. There's only one way to beat them. Get round the back. Catch me if you can, cause I'm the demon man. And what you're looking at is the master plan. We ain't no hooligans. They say no.
party listeners, it's time for us to set your world in motion and celebrate the day. So grab a cup of life and settle in. The intrepid crew here at VMP do, of course, have their own biases and leanings when it comes to the winners of the World Cup. And we could tell you all about them, but really, where would be the fun in that? So instead, in the interest of time, hi Simon, uh, this week we're going to objectively, yeah right, uh, pick the two teams to advance from each group based on science, and not whose food is the most delicious. Okay, it's probably going to be food-based. But next week you'll get to hear the panelists agonize uh, over what actually are their chosen countries, more about that later, uh, and how they have fallen or celebrate their triumphs. But first, to Group A, Mr. Duncan, your choices please. Uh, well, Brazil will clearly go through. Uh, if necessary, FIFA's most corruptible referee is on standby to make sure that happens. Uh, also, Croatia will go through. Uh, football has been referred to as a chess match. Maybe it's checkers. Perhaps a giant game of tic-tac-toe. Who knows? But either way, Croatia's kit means they're more than prepared. <laughs> Tony. We're starting uh, the World Cup off with a real shocker in Group A. While the world puts its money on the host and inventors of the modern pubic hair, Brazil, the winners, in fact, will be Mexico, who will ride the crest of awesomeness that is their national coat of arms on their flag, a pissed-off golden eagle named Jorge, eating a rattlesnake while standing on a cactus. Make a run for that border. Pipping, second place, in agreement with Duncan, will be Croatia. But they plan to mesmerize Brazilian keeper and huge Harry Potter fan Julio Cesar by dressing Luka Modric up as Dobby the House Elf. Fact. Nice. Mark Hinkley. I've got Cameroon, and simply because they've got Roger Billa, and that's a guaranteed four goals in a group stage, so I think that's a lock. Indeed. He's only 62. Also, Brazil, because I just don't care enough for Mexico or Croatia to choose them any higher. <laughs> Alright, well, I, of course, I have Brazil. There's the Samba. Brazil nuts. The best reason... Julio Cesar. Or do you want to see him cry again in that tiny towel? Come on. Uh, as long as he doesn't wipe away his tears. <laughs> and because there are other countries in this group, even though I'm sure FIFA would just put Brazil through on its own, uh, Cameroon. Just because it's fun to say. Cameroon! And plus they have Lake Chad. Come on. How can you not root for that? It's Lake Chad. They have Chad? Lake Chad. Barrett. Oh. Named after Chad. I just said Chad's its own country, is it not? But Lake Chad, okay. Indeed. They stole it from Chad. (laughs) (laughs) It's part of the Great Lakes Wars. If you were going to go boating in Lake Chad, do you find that when you get to the dock, it's just off to the right? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, The Barrett Bay. It's crazy just how quickly that fills up. After drought, it can be bone dry, and in just like five minutes of flood, boom, that thing's soaked. Oh, fantastic. Mm. All right, Group B, Duncan. Um, Spain will make it in first place because who can't get behind a national anthem with no words? Just mocks the entire concept of national anthems, which is fantastic. And I'll tell you who won't make it. Uh, which is Australia. Uh, they won't make it because ankle shackles really don't help with playing football. <laughs> also, <laughs> also, referees are now wise to the tactic of smuggling extra players onto the pitch in the starting 11 shorts. <laughs> and also, if they win, we'd have to burn the goalposts and put them in an urn. And that would be a really awkward end to the tournament. 
So note to Australia. Oh, you nailed the hat trick. <laughs> Phenomenal. Well cock, done. Uh, hat with the cock dangling off it. Of course. Struth. Yes. Bongs. Tony. Listen, who better to lead a ragtag group? Who better to lead a ragtag group of misfits like the Netherlands to victory than Louis Van Hall? He knows all about finding treasure after portraying Schloff in the Dutch remake of The Goonies called De Goonish. Goonish <laughs> never shay die. Grabbing second place in the group is the only nation that is both cold and hot at the same time, Chile! A history of post-colonial military horrors, cool temperatures, hobo food in a can, the word Chile has got you covered. Mark Hinckley. My first pick is Australia, a.k.a. West New Zealand. Uh, they got Wee, Timmy Cahill, and really that's, that's all I've got for them. And Wee-hoo! Giddy up! The other team I'm supporting is Texas! <laughs> Yeehaw, Cowboys and Cowgirls! I'm sure these Longhorns can get out of the group! Woo-wee! Uh, no, what? Mark, that's, uh, that's not Texas' no, flag. It's, not. it's, it's, uh, no, Chile. See, look, if you just go, you just do this, you go, oh. Oh, that's, oh, that's bad. Yeah, I guess I'm, guess I'm supporting Chile. These are really close. They're so similar. I, I'll make it up on my next one. It's Chile, though. It's the Lone Star Country. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, I'm going with the Netherlands, because, honestly, how can you not think that uh, a country full of pot-smoking, lovers of ladies of the night, tulip growers could advance? So racist. Mm. Beautiful country. Okay. <laughs> <coughs> Plus, Van Gogh. Uh, mm. And then, Chile. Yeah, there might be some Spain wannabes. You know, they're a bunch of faux Castilians. However, they will sneak past the opponents just by the virtue of the fact that they are the thinnest country. Mm, it's true. No one will see them. They'll use their Chilean ninja skills. And therefore, they will advance. They're very narrow. They're a sliver. Much like the film Sliver. Oh. See where you're going. All right, Group C, Mr. Duncan. Um, well, Ivory Coast will not make it, as having birthday cake for every single meal to keep Yaya Turi happy really hasn't helped their fitness. <laughs> Half-time birthday cake slices? <laughs> Terrible idea. Also, Japan won't make it, as their kid is made entirely of vending machine used panties sewn together. And, well, let's just say that's going to provide a huge distraction during games. Turning Japanese, indeed. <laughs> wow! That's brilliant. I'm sorry, but my learned friend to my right is incorrect. There is no shock, as Japan's squad is made up of 90% cyborgs made up of old Super Nintendos, Sony Discmans, and reharvested Brazilian tourists sent back from the future where they actually survive on a diet of used vending machine panties. Ah. A lock for first. Second place will be Colombia. Shocking, perhaps, but we have a World Cup insider, Colombian songstress Shakira's hips. They have told us that Colombia has what it takes, and we all know her hips don't lie. No, they don't. No, they don't. I'm, right. pick I'm picking Ireland to take this one. First overall, they've got Robbie Keane, and why why are you shaking your head? What? No, Mark. No. What? Why? Flags I, I, again? Ireland didn't qualify. That's not Ireland. Well, then what's this? It's green and then white and then... Oh, shit. That's backwards. <laughs> okay. Sorry. Um, 
That's oh shit. That's Ivory Coast. Seriously, who's giving me this atlas? Um, Ivory Coast is who I'm picking. Uh, I guess. Wow, I'm usually really good at my flags. They are going to struggle with the heat, but with their like pasty orange complexions and everything. That's yeah. a stereotype that I actually kind of endorse. Um, Fiddly yeah. D, Cote d'Ivoire's. <laughs> oh my god, Robbie Keane. Uh, yeah, so Ivory Coast is I'm picking, I'm picking first. Um, and second, I'm also taking Columbia, as the cartels will not release my family until I endorse them to advance the group stage. Hang on one second. Hello? Yeah, I just did it. Okay, good. Good, great, thanks. Okay. Uh, family's free. <laughs> Kristen? <laughs> well, I'm, uh, I've got two choices coming out, obviously enough. Uh, I've got Greece. Uh, for many reasons. They, uh, just based on their, their rich culture, you know, language, math, philosophy. But really, have you seen the Philosopher's Football match? Come on, that was awesome. Uh, but really, what about those togas? And the sandals? Genius! Clearly they have to win, just on fashion points. But, going for Ivory Coast, <laughs> they uh, literally had a chocolate revolution. Ooh. When uh, uh, Felix Hupfue Boinger, I'm saying his name probably completely wrong, and I apologize. No, no, that's absolutely correct. Uh, unionized the cocoa growers, won a seat in Parliament, and brought independence to the French colony. Right. Come on, chocolate revolution. Yeah. How can you not... That's better than velvet, like orange... Exactly. What are the other revolutions? But not an orange chocolate revolution. Chocolate, chocolate orange revolution. General Terry. Yeah, yes. General, I was saying, uh, come on, Terry's got that locked uh, in. Nice. Group D, Mr. Duncan. D is for Duncan. Yay! First of all, England will make it. Because how hilarious would it be after John Terry, Frank Lampard, Rio Ferdinand, Ashley Cole, David Beckham, and the rest of those golden generation of... To goodness! have been dropped or retired, England actually do well for a change. That'd be to f***ing great. To Those guys. Also, Italy will make it because their national anthem is unequivocally the best in the world. Don't believe me? Follow John Molinaro's Twitter as he'll tell you that every single time he hears it. That's only because Montreal doesn't have a national anthem. <laughs> or Vancouver. <laughs> is it something by Coltrane? <laughs> It's getting personal now. <laughs> this one is easy. On the back of Luis Suarez's bigoted teeth, Uruguay <laughs> wins the group on the strength of their national motto, which translated to English is freedom or death. And as we know in South America, that choice usually always falls to death. <laughs> the fight for second will be the closest in all of the World Cup groups after Italy and England are a statistical draw but FIFA declares that spaghetti e bolognese sounds so much sexier than the equivalent British dish, spagball. That sends Italy through. <laughs> That's controversial. I'm going to go with Uruguay. Sorry. <clears throat> I'm going to go with Uruguay. Because who doesn't like a small country that everyone should fear? And <laughs> North Korea didn't make it. And I'll join them. With England, because I still can't get World in Motion out of my head 20 years later. Thanks, New Order. Around the back. Alright, well, I'm going with England, uh, simply because did they or did they not invent football way back in 1992? And, uh... Mm. And Western Good civilization. Point. Good point. It's true. And Costa Rica, because, well, they need the extra money for uh, to run additional tourism campaigns, because they haven't had quite enough people flooding to their rainforest camping 
taking up all their beautiful beaches, eating their food, sending back really poor photos. So clearly this is Costa Rica's time. Mm. So, parrots. Gotta have the parrots. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Groovy. Uh, first of all, Switzerland won't make it because cheese with holes in it is a stupid idea. That's just space you could have filled with more cheese, you dummies. <laughs> and finally, also, Honduras will not make it. Because <laughs> Honduras. I hope they lose every game they won. Their players have to take an actual rowboat back to Honduras and the whole country descends into a football civil war due to how ashamed they all feel about it. Tony! Their flag is square, so are their balls in the midfield. Switzerland will run riot over Group F. FIFA's Geneva headquarters has absolutely nothing to do with this. <laughs> nothing! <laughs> nothing! <laughs> and what can be said about the major banana exporting nation and banana kit wearing Ecuador? The answer? Nothing. France beats them to second. <laughs> <laughs> I'm picking Honduras. Sorry, Dunk. Uh, it's right off. What? Out. No. Go on. Get out. your fucking robo You're no longer welcome out. in this studio. I am picking Honduras as they lead the world with giant consonant-based football badges. <laughs> that's nice, for sure. Yeah, that's it. And uh, I'm uh, picking the first aid nation uh, to also advance from the group. Uh, because, oh. No, first aid is... Red Cross, what? Oh, that's Switzerland. That makes more sense. Why would a country have a constitution based on CPR? That's just nuts. Okay, so it's Switzerland's my other one. Okay. Flag jokes brought to you by people who like flags. Mmm. That's one on a pole. Whatever floats your boat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, well, I'm going with Switzerland because clearly they win in all categories. Food, come on, it's delicious. Flags, that's a great flag. Atmosphere. Music, mountains, no contest. Um, <laughs> I, 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 there's a lot of contests. <laughs> I'm not paying any attention to the rest of the panel, uh, which is my right. And uh, I mm. thought we could all agree on one thing for this group, which was fuck Honduras, except for Mark Hinckley. Mm. Fuck that up. I really couldn't find anything nice to say about the others. That's really what it was. Well, I'm, uh, my second choice is France uh, for a little uh, Zidania's revenge. Careful, he will headbutt you. Uh, although... It does make it a tough choice because France does lose some style points for the whole Jerry Lewis thing. So mm. I just can't give any Topical. love to the other ones, though. Uh, is it Age Revenge? Is that when you drink the water and you get headbutted in the bowels and you have to shake yourself a lot? Yes. Okay, <laughs> just check. Evian water, though. It's oh, about the bottle of Evian. Oh, God mm. damn. Can you feel cousin. the electricity of this Swiss atmosphere? Mr. Duncan. Alright, Iran will make it because they'll break Argentina's back and make them humble. Bosnia and Herzegovina, more like raisin balls and midget mosquito dick. And Nigeria, they deserve to be fucked by 50 dead dogs. <laughs> Nigeria, as well as being fucked by 50 dead dogs, won't make it because they're not actually at the tournament. This whole thing's just a scam, and boy, aren't all the people who paid for tickets and airfare going to feel silly when they realize? It was a prince, though. Mm. <laughs> it was so believable. Mr. Tony. It's the group of death. Okay, the group of military and four state-sponsored death, but still. 
No problem for a standout squad. Bosnia Herzegovina. After all, it's two countries. That's 22 men on the field at all times. Genius. Definitely good for second. But as my friend Duncan D. Fletcher mentioned, the shocker of this group is Iran, who will grab first on the strength of a hilarious Twitter campaign by the Iron Football Chic account, who disarms opponents like Argentine Lionel Messi by referring to him as the raisin balls who needs to be taken the old country way. Iran number one, Bosnia number two, Argentina, <laughs> Mark. I'm going to make a million bucks off of this one because I'm going to go with Argentina and the, quote, boot of God, end quote, trademark pending of Messi to easily go through. I'm going to get paid, suckers. Mm. Also, I'm taking Iran because their shirt has a leopard on it. And, <laughs> well, I don't care for any other two. So no. <laughs> Kristen? Uh, well, I'm going with Nigeria, because obviously Nigeria's uh, decades-long spam project has been leading to this day. Their royalty may be trapped because their money is locked away, but boy, oh boy, do they know how to use the internet. So for sheer persistence, they win. And then Iran, because they're one of the creoles of civilization. Come on, Persian Empire, they have a UNESCO World Heritage Site, but the best thing is one of their greatest leaders was named Cyrus. Cyrus! Therefore, they advance. That, that's fair. Group G. Group G. Um, <clears throat> all right, well, first up, Portugal won't make it because all the Portuguese flags in my neighborhood magically turning to Brazil flags is the best time-honored tradition the World Cup has. Uh, also, USA won't make it due to paying Jürgen Klinsmann's consulting company $50 million to come up with a plan that involved dumping Landon Donovan for a teenager from the German 4th Division. It's a shame, really, as Englishmen, that we haven't adopted that. We should put American flags up with our British flags, since we used to own them, too. That's a good point. <laughs> Think how many countries... Oh, we could have lots! Yes. If That's India like made the fucking World, World Cup. Cup. <laughs> it's a third of them, come on. Just just went to the Rugby World Cup. Oh, oh you goodness. practically win the damn thing by default. My whole exactly. car is a flag. I know. Looking at you, Wales. <laughs> Tony, your choices. Bratwurst. Chorizo? Mystery African sausage that could be a chimp. Hot dog. <laughs> it's the group of sausage and there is only one winner. The mighty Germans. It's good to be bad, but it's best to be versed. <laughs> wow! <laughs> that is a marketing campaign in half. Once that battle of sausage is out of the way, some kind of sausage party, if you will. <laughs> <laughs> Two spit takes! Two spit takes! Okay. The only choice for second is the mighty Black Stars of Ghana. Why, you ask, with that dumb look on your chimpanzee face? <laughs> because when you support Ghana, you can exclaim, I've got Ghanaria! Hey. I'm taking Germany based on their, quote, flyers, kits, end quote, and my love of schnitzel. That's not a euphemism, actually. Also Ghana, because, as I've said in previous groups, I don't like the other teams in the group. U.S., Portugal, and your color-changing ways. Kristen? Well, I'd like to start, yes. Something similar to Mr. Mark. Uh, screw Portugal and screw the USA. Uh, I used to live in little Portugal and... Good days. That sucked. I used to live in little USA. And uh, <laughs> the USA should never, ever win a football ever again. Sorry, MLS. Nah, that dude from OTF Soccer is going to be really pissed. He sent us those shirts. <laughs> However. <laughs> but we love you guys. We really do. Yeah. We love you guys so much. I'm going to wear those shirts every day. Free. Uh, TFC needs <laughs> Michael Bradley back. 
Good point. Come on. Uh, but really, uh, Germany and Ghana are going to advance. Ghana advance. Because it's Group G. Come on, bitches. Did none of you watch Sesame Street? G is for Germany and Ghana. Clearly, they advance. Mm. Mm. That's a good point. But really, Germany is Deutschland? Mm. In their own language? So... Really? Is this podcast in German? Uh, if it, it would be a lot more five stars on U- iTunes if it was. Oh, yeah. We'd be talking about Russia tennis. Mm. Oh, yeah. TV? Kickers! Imagine Kickers. curry roast as the snacks. Oh, yeah. Mm. Mm. Well, that's a good point. Mm. Mm. The prawn cocktail chips are Yes. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Yeah. Apologies to Seabrooks. It would be a strong <laughs> cocktail. <laughs> oh! <laughs> and last but not least, Group H, Mr. Duncan. Um, first off, Russia will make it because, oh, you scored against Russia? Russia annex you. You on the Russia team now. That go for Russia. Russia win. Uh, also, Algeria sadly won't make it, as their policy of only picking published authors has really backfired since Albert Camus retired. Yasmina Kadra is a terrible goalie. <laughs> There's a one percenter. I appreciate those. <laughs> that was brilliant. My, geo- my geopolitical pal next to me is absolutely right. Grabbing second, however, is Russia. Will it be through Fabio Capello's masterful tactics? No, Russia will grab it by force, despite pathetic international attempts to make them stop. Don't believe us? Ask the Ukraine. <laughs> In life, even on maps, looking past Belgium is simple at most levels. But you just can't look past Holland's undercarriage in this group. <laughs> with, with their new sports drink of chocolate beer promising a sideline boost, Belgium, aka boring France, Hasn't been this excited since Anderlecht star Enzo Schipo married brewing heiress Stella Artois. It was a good move on his part. <laughs> I'm getting behind South Korea because South Korea is the best Korea. Suck it, East Korea. You know who you are. <laughs> and their official slogan of the World Cup campaign is pretty catchy. Now, you're going to have to forgive me. Korean's not my native language, but it is Hangugon Jagong Hanguk Ibnida Gong Hongug Upala, which translates to South Korea is the best Korea, suck at East Korea. Hey, it's, yeah. a, it's on their shirts. That, like rolls, on, that rolls right off the tongue. Yeah. Oh, it's, if your tongue has been dipped in bulgogi. Yeah, true. I could see that being really popular in South Korea. Oh, yeah, yeah absolutely. And uh, my, my second pick would be uh, Belgium, as I can support anyone who likes to have their french fries with mayonnaise. Kristen. Ooh. Well, see, my choice is uh, one of them is food-based, and of course it is Belgium, because uh, apparently I was very hungry when I made my picks. Purely for the waffles. Because, really, who doesn't love Belgian waffles? Yeah, I mean, they the might Dutch. make it. They might not make it. Uh, pancakes, smush, beer. <laughs> um, put all the squares in your pancakes. Yeah. But my, my other choice for this group should come as no surprise to anyone who listens to this podcast. So the three of you and uh, are the three listeners. Hi. Uh, of course it's Russia. <laughs> Purely due to my commie background, I, I can no, I cannot root for anybody other than my beloved Ruskies to win, and uh, I will not take any stick for that from any of you. Don't forget who it is I'm cheering for. I will annex this whole. Zombie Lennon will rise up from his grave <laughs> and come uh, get us. Ah, you're putting us on. All right, so now that we've all scientifically chosen our countries to advance from each group, we've turned to uh, Georgia, the supercomputer from War Games, to compute our findings and spit out the following results. 
Here are the countries that will actually advance. From Group A, in first will be Brazil, in second, Cameroon. Group B, first, Chile, second, Netherlands. Hooray! Group C, Colombia will finish first, second will be Greece. <laughs> Group D, England first, Uruguay second. Hooray! Group E, Switzerland in their cheese-based economy first, <laughs> hey. France will finish oh. second. In Group F, Iran shockingly finishes first, Argentina second. <laughs> Group G, the group of consensus. We all chose Germany 1, Ghana 2, which is a result I think we would all appreciate to see. Yes, basically it all means f to goodness! USA, f to goodness! Portugal. Hooray! And in Group H, Russia 1, Belgium 2nd. Back to you, Tony. Thank you, Georgia. Blip, blip, blip. scientifically made those picks for you we know that you're dying to know what each of us actually picked uh, but we're gonna save that for next week and to make it a little more interesting a little more VMP style instead of picking the teams we actually wanted to advance or might be literally cheering for we've thrown caution to the wind and uh, let the footy fates decide we uh, instead have thrown darts at a map or at each other uh, amazingly no one was seriously hurt except for perhaps the walls and floors of the VNP studio. We will bring you those choices next week. But before we go entirely, we do of course like to check in with all the panelists to see what it is they're working on. So, to be found on the Twitters at Duncan D. Fletcher, Mr. Duncan, tell us what you're working on. Well, I'm going to be going to Montreal and uh, opening up a new strip club, Club Mid Super Sex. Uh, the strippers all dance to Mitsu songs, and at the end of every night, the big closing finale act is, of course, Mitsu herself. Can't fail. Sold. I'm moving. <laughs> I'm buying a year's membership. <laughs> Do you sell me year's memberships? Yes. Ten-year memberships? <laughs> yes. None Lifetime. of you are ever coming back from Montreal. Lifetime memberships. Unless, <laughs> that's really why we're going, isn't it? Unless Mitsu lifetime memberships. Unless John Molinaro moves there, then we should got to move back. Because <laughs> then he's just going to be, oh, Toronto's so great. Oh, I hate Montreal. I wish I wasn't back. Oh, all, the, all this Mitsu smut everywhere. <laughs> yes. To be found on the interwebs at the Yorkies 1812, Mr. Tony Walsh, what's up in your world? On my way to Brazil, I will be traveling down to the South American nation of Uruguay, and visiting the birthplace of modern Uruguay, Monte Video, the last known video store that rents Betamax copies of the hit 1987 American film Hot Shot, starring Pelé and Jim Youngs. Nice. <laughs> and found on the internet at Ignortalk, I-G-N-I-R-T-O-Q. You keep waiting for me to screw that up every week, and I'm not gonna. Mr. Mark Hinckley, what are you working on? Oh, nothing. Oh, yeah. If TSC can be lazy for a month, 
So can I. <laughs> For goodness! Kristen, what Thanks. are you doing? <laughs> Other than being envious of your <sighs> relaxed state. <laughs> I should just keep doing that until the end of the podcast. I'm not going to be able to keep it up. Stretchy and breathing. Well, I myself actually... I sort of feel for Jermaine Defoe a little bit, and uh, he's clearly not heading off to Brazil to watch any matches. I guess everyone has, they've got to stay close to home. So for the first time in many, many years since I was, uh, since I was a young lass and went to the VMAs, I'm going to be hitting up the VMAs this weekend mm -hmm. because Mr. Defoe himself will be walking the red carpet. So I'm going to be stalking him uh, paparazzi style and uh, seeing how many compromising positions I can snap him in before he actually makes it inside much music. I figure um, he's good for at least three gropings and a couple fondlings. So that is how I'm uh, spending my weekend leading into next week. And of course, if you want to hear all about it, you can find me on the Twitters at KZ Knowles. Is he really at the VMAs? He really is at the VMAs. Huh. There, go, there goes the, those young Kardashians. <laughs> yes. It's the Jenners, actually. Done and done. <laughs> Why do I know that? Surely not related to the biathlon champion of Montreal 76. Hate to say it. All right, folks. Well, it's been extra special. Um, until next week, as always, get used to it. Ah, uh, yeah. Don't your bases, pour for more! Between your legs, now the USA's ahead. Gonna the cop had just begun, but now you've gone and thrown it all away. Gonna you gave it a good try, but you won't be going past the group stage. Carry on. No sex in the cowboy room. None. <laughs> oh, sure. There's cowboys you can say goodbye to. Maybe even write a letter to. But there's sex. There's no sex. There's no sex in the cowboy room. What are you demoiring? Right? <laughs> oh, there's sex in the demoiring room. <laughs> <laughs>
What do you mean? It's like, here, look. Okay, you know. gotcha. Oh, oh, that's bad. Oh, that's yeah. bad. <laughs> that's bad, you guys. Oh, that's that's I, not good. I'm all slippery. Who wants who wants a piece of pecan pie? <laughs> Just made it fresh out of the oven. Oh, that's delicious. Why are we in a family guy episode? <laughs> I don't know where I just went. I that. know where you're pulling that from. It's driving me crazy. Just, uh, Palm cocktail chips are wonderful, by the way. They are. They're delicious. Thank mm -hmm. you, Duncan. Mm -hmm. Happy to spread the love. <laughs> this episode of the Vocal Minority Podcast is brought to you by Seabrook's Palm Cocktail Crisps. <laughs> Lovingly made in Yorkshire. Quality and freshness approved. You can taste the anger. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I think we know that what really happened here... That glory hog friend O'Leary was like, let's play a 4-3-3. And Ryan Nelson was like, oh, okay. And that Kiwi, you know, I don't want to say anything bad to this fiery Irishman. And then Nelson fell to the ground in the tunnel and was having fetal position convulsions. And just saying, 4-4-2, 4-4-2. And they had to, like, make up an injury for Gilberto just to get Ryan Nelson out of the fetal position and let him play his 4-4-2. <laughs> Makes a lot of sense. Pretty sure I read that on the internet. Plausible. Yeah. Yeah. Plausible. Totally plausible. I've got an inside source telling me that exact same thing. Mm. I think I heard that too. Yeah. So, you heard it here first. Yeah. Fact. <laughs> <laughs> Two unconfirmed sources make one confirmation. <laughs> Done. Someone tell me different. There you go. It's a good point. When the mainstream media comes out and tells me Ryan Nelson wasn't having convulsions in the fetal position in the tunnel. <laughs> I will retract the statement. <laughs> Your play, Globe and Mail. 